we got some things up our sleeves, so. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Wild and Crazy Nights. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Hogan for the win. We're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. The most important piece is we're going to take the North and never give it back. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. I don't think that this is a, bit, a full rebuild, but you definitely have to retool your roster. And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Hey, what's up, Flus? And we're going to have measurable ways for standards of performance every single rep, every single game. Anyway, uh, who cares? Now, here they are, the Adams. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you after a big Bears win. You could say Matt Eberflus's biggest win. As By point margin in uh, circumstance? No, yeah, not really margin, just circumstance. Just good opponent, quality opponent, got the win. Um, I mean, I think it, I, I, I thought this was a huge opportunity for him and his job status and, and, all the talk that they've had, John's about, we're building here, we're getting close, we're getting close. Well, at some point, you got to start stacking wins. And so they finally did it two wins in a row, two wins against the NFC North opponent. It's good for him. Yeah, and that's the most important thing. It's the divisional opponents here. It's beating the NFC North leading Lions handedly. They dominated for a, a good portion of this game outside of what the 13 points Lions scored in the second quarter. The Bears look like the better team with the better quarterback and so many better things going on, especially defensively. Yeah. Um, well, take us inside that locker room. What'd you see? What'd you uh, experience post game with the win? One word, maybe confidence. Does that make sense to you? Like, there, there wasn't like overwhelming jubilation like there was in Minneapolis, but the Bears did have their, their, their boombox out, the the radio out, like the the Matt Nagy days, where the, you had the, the lights going off and the the dance party. So I'm looking forward to to seeing that uh, shared by the Bears social media team later on. But just from talking to well, Justin Jones, Jack Sanborn, who else? Um, Jalen Johnson, uh, Montez Sweat. A lot of the defensive players, a sense of confidence in themselves, a sense of confidence in their coaching staff, including Matt Eberflus, probably starting with Matt Eberflus, and then a sense of confidence in what they just accomplished against one of the best teams, allegedly, in the NFC. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, and I just got done watching uh, Flus's post-game speech to the, to the team that they put out on social media, and it's, a lot of the message was like, all right, now you know how good you can be. Right. And you got to just keep stacking them. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, a, a lot of these things you preach, though, as you know, you got to execute. You got to actually do it to uh, have that belief. And they certainly wasn't perfect by any means, but at least given off of what they did against the Lions a couple of weeks ago and the collapse in Detroit to put it all together and finish today. Uh, that, that had to be pretty good. By the way, I apologize. The room I'm in is a little bit echoey than normal. I'm actually going to try to move here as we're as you talk. Um, see if we can get some better audio quality. I'm I got to move. How much spot. do I have to talk? <laughs> it's. I, 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 mean, I will we, say we, this. Oh, you're going to time me? Let's let's go. We're we're at three. No, no, no. I, we we could do the show here. while I'm moving. I don't care. I'll stand Man up and do this whole thing. Man on the move. Um. I will I will say this. Um, the adjustments that Matt Eberflus 
seem to to make in this game. Um, starting at the, at halftime, um, Justin Jones mentioned them. Uh, starting with that great call that the Bears had him fourth down. Matty Brooks was a great call. They did him fourth down where Jack Sanborn uh, makes that tackle for loss for a four-yard loss on Jameer Gibbs. Those were some of the conversation points in the Bears locker room, and I think it's a good thing when you're highlighting what this what this defense is doing. Um, Jared Goff, Adam Hogue, had his worst passer rating game of the year. St. Brown and Laporta, two Pro Bowl players, all Pro players, Rookie of the Year and Sam Laporta, they combined for five catches for 44 yards. The yes, Bears I know Sam Laporta is on. Today. Yeah, Laporta's on my fancy team, so I'm all yeah, That stinks, man. That stinks. <laughs> Good news, though. So is Justin Fields and DJ Moore. So uh, it, it all worked out in the end. Uh, no, look, it that's the one constant. Like, even going into the game today, right, John's like, I, I think the Bears' defense has created some trust, right? Like, in you kind of... I think they've earned the right to this point that you feel good about the defense going into these games, right? Like you, you is it going to be perfect the whole time? No, but you feel pretty good that the bears are not going to give up 30 points today or have this like big ox offensive explosion on Detroit's end. The unknown was just like, still, how does the offense respond? Can they take advantage of takeaways? And, uh, that the defense is giving them at one point in the game, they couldn't. And there was another zero put up on the scoreboard after a takeaway. And then later in the game, they kind of rectified that and took over in the second half. I think Justin Fields, like for that faction of fans that want him to return, I think this game was a, a step in the right direction for that. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. I liked hearing him list some of the throws he missed, starting with the dagger out over the middle to DJ Moore, the third down wide open look to uh, Darnell Mooney. He's got to hit that. He knows it. It was a bad throw. Even the the pass, he didn't mention this one, but the, the one that Cole Komet should catch, maybe not make it so difficult for him to catch when he's wide open off of play action. So Justin Fields knows he can get better. But you know what? He was better than Jared Goff in this game by a wide margin. He was the best playmaker the Bears had offensively. I know DJ Moore's uh, could be exciting and outstanding, but like even going to to that fourth down shot play where he draws them offsides, draws the Lions offsides with his cadence, like that's that's progress. I I thought it was very encouraging to hear him break down not only the nuance of that play, but how they practiced that like since like week one and how they've yeah. always had that in their their arsenal, just haven't had an opportunity to to really use it. When they do the, the the fake checks at the line of scrimmage, I think Tevin Jenkins got credit for some of that. And then to hit, you know, DJ Moore in single coverage for, for the touchdown. Like I, I felt like that was some progress for a young quarterback who has so much change around him to make a play like that in that situation that helps put the game away. That's important progress for Justin Fields. Yeah, I don't want to put too much on one play, but that fourth and thirteen felt incredibly significant for Many, many reasons. I mean, beyond the the micro, which is the play itself, with which I do want to break down with you, the macro is just like, if that ends up being the springboard for everything that they've been talking about and like this regime actually taking off, you know, perhaps not changing the coaching staff this offseason, perhaps even for Justin Fields, maybe he ends up staying here. Like uh, my point is, John, that might end up being a play we look back on is being very, very significant in the grand scheme of things. And the more micro 
in that that makes me feel pretty good about the coaching and the execution. It's just like that is an example of a play that the Bears just didn't do. Like they didn't even really try it in the last co- under the last coaching staff. Like how many times were we like free play, free play, free play? This time they go to the line of scrimmage. They're not running a play. The free play is the free play, or the free play is the play. I mean, like they're they're trying to jump off, get them to jump off sides, and if they don't, they're probably just taking a delay game and punting the ball. But instead, they have it in where there's a fake protection check to make it look like a real play, and then the hard count, and then the second the lines jump, the center snaps the ball, and the only thing the wide receivers are doing are go routes, just go, and they call it. It works. I don't know why the safety wasn't over to the top on DJ Moore, but he wasn't. Fields hits him in stride, touchdown, all of a sudden, fourth and 13, where you're punting the ball back to them. Now, all of a sudden, you take control of the game. Coaching, execution, just overall mindset of trying to run stuff like that when you should. Like, that's NFL football. That's high-level stuff, and I think they deserve a lot of credit for, for having that ready to go and then executing it. It's smart football that we've rarely seen accomplished or even attempted really here in Chicago, <laughs> right? Like, it's not just like yeah. it's, the, it's the hard count, it's the cadence, but it's also like the acting job that the offensive linemen do to to sell it. I think Cole Komet was joking around that he like tapped on his helmet like there was a check made and he could hear the Detroit Lions like, oh, whoa, 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 like, so, like something's going on. Like they believe them. Yeah. Their acting job worked in that situation. So I, I, I like it, you know, Everything you were saying right there kind of reminded me of how we felt like at the beginning of this Flus era where things felt very purposeful, right? And everything they did, everything in practice with the cadence practicing, with the cadence preparation, all those things that we saw early on in training camp a couple of years ago. I don't know why I'm reminded of it in this moment. Maybe it is because we're talking about cadence and that was part of the storyline back then. But it's good to see something like that come to fruition, especially for Justin Fields and the things he has to do within that. Yeah, like how many times at lower levels of football um, and even sometimes in the NFL, do you see a team in that situation, you know, take the field with their offense and, and you're like, oh, they're not actually running a play here. And then the clock just ends up reaching zero and they punt, right? Like, but in this case, the Bears, that's part of the intricacies of what they were doing there. They have those protection checks in there. Cole Komet tapping on his helmet like he's receiving the check, right? Like that's, they're dressing it up like, oh, the Lions are thinking, oh, they're actually going to, they're actually going to snap snap the ball here, and then that's what gets them reared up to actually jump off sides. Which on that side of it, I mean, if you're a Lions fan right now or you're a Lions coaching staff, you got to be just killing yourselves over that play, knowing that if you just don't jump, you're getting the ball back. I mean, that's essentially a turnover there, right? Like a, it, that's that's a that's just an enormous play in the football game. And then the fourth down that the Bears stopped too. I know I just talked about it when you were wandering through your office there at CHGO, but. That that to me is notable. Like you could argue what the Lions were doing. This is their chance to mount a comeback. It's fourth and one. We have one of the best offensive lines in football. We have one of the best running games in football. Let's power this first down right through the Bears. But Matt Eberflus called a play that he hadn't called all game. Had had his defensive lineman kind of slant into that run call. Opens up Jack Sanborn, who's reading the pulling guard all the way. Makes a tackle for loss. You know, four-yard loss. Obviously, the Bears are now in scoring position automatically by the way things went there. So, 
how much are you buying this version of the Bears, Johns? I mean, they're they're all of a sudden going from a team that was quietly a 500 team over an eight game stretch to now a team that I believe has won three out of the last four games, and the only loss in there was one they should have won against the Lions. Um, two divisional wins now. I mean, is this is this sustainable? Is this really the turning point? for this organization as they tore it all down and have been building it back up because it does look a lot different. And by the way, it looks a lot different since they traded for Montez sweat. Well, personnel upgrades do help. Yeah. So it's the, the stats show that, you know, and, and a couple different factors, you know, starting with, with pressure, they got the Jared Goff four times tonight for sacks. And I think they had nine more hits on him. So a good night pressure wise, Maddie Refluce too deserves credit because he called, um, quite a few blitzes in key moments, even if some of those blitzers didn't get home, they created pressure that allowed you know others to, to to get to them. So what I'm buying right now is what they're doing defensively. It's real. This, this goes back more than three or four weeks. It goes back six, seven, eight weeks. If you're it's really nine it. now. I, I, yes. I think they're I think because they're second in yards per attempt and second in yards per carry coming into today's game over an eight game stretch. So now you add today's game into that. This is a this is more than a small sample size. This is a relatively big sample size. Yes. Very good against the run. Now you look at like the third down defense, red zone defense. Those are obviously areas that have to improve. But for the most part, the the scoring, the point totals are down. The interceptions and takeaways are are way up. Three more again today. They're winning that that battle, which you know Matt Eberflus wants to do. So it's it's there. It's not just one game. It's not just two games. Not even just three games. Like you said, it's nine games of defensive progress. Now, I think there's some question marks still on offense. You want to see a well consistency to use the the Bears' own phrasing, but defensively, what you're seeing is consistency week after week after week. It really is, and then that, and I think that they've earned your trust. So it's good, you know, not, not to jump ahead to the next week already, but that's your next opportunity to stack another victory. And I feel like it's almost the same thing over there in Cleveland with the Browns. They know they have a good defense. Um, it's just like, can they trust Joe Flacco to run this offense? It certainly worked today. They be, get a big win against the Jaguars. Um, and they, by the way, the Browns did announce they're going to have Joe Flacco be their starter the rest of the season, which is just kind of crazy that that's how that season's played out there in Cleveland. Hey, when you're elite, you're elite. Doesn't matter what time you come into the season, who you're playing for. That's a great point. You just get the job done. Now, mm-hmm. I know you're sort of kidding, but <laughs> I think p- part of this question with Justin Fields, right, is when do the wins start to happen? Like, can you can you prove that this version of Justin Fields, and today I think we got the full Justin Fields experience. We got the good stuff. We got the holding out of the ball too long. We got the errant throws to DJ more over the middle and the one he probably should have hit to come a little bit more accurately. That should have been a touchdown. And we saw electric, you know, electric runs. We saw him make the great fourth and 13 throw. I mean, I really, this was the Justin Fields experience today, but what stands out to me the most Jaws, is zero turnovers and a 15 point win. So like yeah. if, if you're making this hard decision in the off season and, and you're asking yourself, can you win the NFC North with this version of Justin Fields and go beyond that too once you get to the playoffs? I mean, today was a strong indication that that might be viable 
is it sustainable from the health standpoint is the other part of that. But from a viability standpoint and actually winning, you're starting to see some evidence here that it might be. And the Lions actually did a very good job of stopping the design runs from, yep. from Justin Fields. Whether it's he took you know, some big hits play. on those. He did. He did. He did. Almost too big of hits where you're like, why are yes. you calling these anymore? But you want to keep that as a consistent threat that Justin Fields can can provide that that offense. But like his best plays, like his best runs, I should say, were those scrambles. That one he had out of the end zone. How many quarterbacks can do that in the NFL? How many? I mean, I think a lot of a them handful. get tackled for a safety or down at the one there. I know Jared Goff gets sacked in the end zone. I think Joe Flacco, who we're going to see next week, gets sacked in the end zone. Not Justin Fields. He runs for a lot of yardage. I know he only finished with like with 58 rushing yards. Um, 47 of that was in the first quarter. But when that threat is there, it's serious. That is something that not a lot of quarterbacks can provide Caleb Williams maybe but we know Justin Fields can do it we've seen it for two years in a row now in the NFL we're not projecting it from college we've, we've seen it tangibly happen in the NFL how about Fluce? I mean how big a win do you think this is for him well it's huge it's huge all the buzzwords that he's been using the past few weeks whether it's trust or finish the players are repeating those buzzwords but now there's wins behind it this has to feel great for him like his defense was outstanding against one of the best offenses in the league that protected the home field so many good things happened defensively like so many great individual performances Jaquan Brisker 17 total tackles right Jalen Johnson interception Tremaine Edmonds interception Jaquan Brisker probably should add two interceptions TJ Edwards recovering that fumble the, uh, the defensive line actually producing consistent pressure against the very good offensive line from Detroit. So many things you can feel good about defensively from, from Matty Bruce's defense right now. But you have to get the win. And and I, I think that not only... Well, yeah, all those things added up to this one. Right. It, it, so that's why I really thought today was such a huge game for him. And just such a big opportunity to really get a signature win. Because, because look, be honest. Every time they won a game, it was who's the quarterback that they just beat, or who's the coach that already got fired or is going to get fired. And you looked over the last two years, and every single win the Bears had was a, against a bad quarterback or coach that was fired or about to get fired, um, or in sometimes many cases both. So there really wasn't that signature win. And this is it. I mean, this is the win that dispels that because obviously Dan Campbell's not going anywhere. Jared Goff has certainly gone downhill a little bit, partly because of the Bears. the Bears. Yeah, starting yeah, with the Bears. And, and what they've done. Itself, doesn't it? <laughs> right. And meanwhile, he's still having a great two-year stretch here with the Lions. And if you're going to criticize him for the last month, well, that's in part because of what you've done to him. And so you get credit for that, too. So this was really, I don't know if it saves his job, but it certainly is the type of win that they needed to propel him into job safety. And certainly, I think if you keep playing this way in these final four weeks, then 
I think we go back to uh, Adam Johnson's bold prediction from a month or so ago and say, great prediction, Johnsy. The, the Bears retain Matt Eberflus. This game is great if if Ryan Poles needs evidence to to bring everyone back. Like if, if the best case scenario needs more backing, whether that's you know Justin Fields coming back, Matt Eberflus coming back, everyone coming back. Like this game gave you a lot of reasons to bring everyone back to keep that best case scenario on the board where you have some continuity with a young quarterback, a blossoming defense, a head coach that seems to connect with his players. Cause that's true. That's real. I believe in that just from talking to the, the players in this locker room, whether it's here at soldier field or at house hall, they're behind flus. They really are. So yeah. if Ryan polls is looking for reasons to bring everyone back to state their cases to Kevin Warren and George McCaskey, like this is example. Number one, this game today, beating the Detroit Lions at home. No, just like he says to his players afterwards, you know, he's got to stack the wins too. So, you know, I I still with this team always say things can go a number of different ways. I you you got to like the upward trajectory of where things have been, but next week it doesn't get much easier with that Browns defense. Um, but in the meantime, perfectly okay to celebrate this one, guys. <laughs> like the, the, these uh these these types of post game shows are the rarity. I mean, they, they, there's they, they, there's not many of these that we've done over almost a decade now of of Hogan John's podcast where we're just talking about um how well everything went for the most part. Now there were some exceptions. I hated that fourth and one call, not just because it worked, or I'm sorry, didn't work and gave the Lions all the momentum, but because if you're gonna run a running play to DJ Moore earlier. Then the next time you put him in the backfield, he should be a decoy, not the guy you give the ball to again in that situation. So I just, I just did not like the logic or the process behind that um, play, and that ended up being huge because the Lions got all the momentum, and it, the game they had the lead at halftime, didn't they? After all that, was yeah. it thirteen? Well, well, the counterpoint to that is how the Bears regained it, right? And but that's which where you rarely see, which we rarely cover. And not only that, dominated, I would say. I mean, really, from the point that 4th and 13 play happened late in the third quarter, I mean, that was it. The Lions had no counterpunch. Yeah, I think they opened up with three consecutive three and outs in the second half. The defense is is coming together. Uh, But you're right. You know, it's hard to to not look big picture when your team is 5-8. and But for for this game, you know, I, I think you could take this one and help with the big picture. You know, it, this is by far Matt Eberflus's best win, not only this season, but of his tenure, you know, and I'm not sure how much the bears are throwing out last year because of what it was a complete teardown. But if this year is the first year of the rebuild, it's clear to me that something is building in a positive direction, especially in defense. We'll see if some consistency and some more fireworks can be found on offense. So if I put you on the spot and I said, and feel free to change this by like Tuesday show or whatever, when you have more time <laughs> to digest it. But, you know, we did this last week though, too. We were like, you know, final five games. What do you think the record's going to be? And I think three and two or two and three, like both were, you know, very reasonable answers. You could maybe go crazy and say four and one, but like, okay, now you saw what you saw today. These final three games, Browns, Cardinals at home, Falcons, another 
Southern team coming north late in the year, and it's not like they're exactly great. Uh, and then, of course, the big one, they couldn't have been even bigger, depending on how this all plays out in Week 18 <laughs> at Lambeau Field. Well, what do you think? Just your gut right now. I mean, the reporter in me, the columnist in me, would love to cover like a run at this where yeah. that Week 17 game, Week 18, whatever it is, um, where that carries like a lot of weight, where both those teams are, what, 8-8? Eight and eight? And vying for maybe something, maybe they need help from from someone else in the the division or the conference, where that game actually means something. Um, I know that storybook endings like that don't really happen unless you're covering the Mark Tressman Bears, where they kind of came to fruition <laughs> one year. But I'll say this: Do I think they could beat the Browns? Yes. Do I think they could beat the Cardinals? Absolutely yes. Do I think they could beat? The Falcons, yes. Do I think they could beat Jordan Love and the Packers? Yes. You and I both picked them today against the Lions, a better team than the next four opponents. Like I have confidence that the Bears can get to Joe Flacco and make that a long day for him. Now, can Justin Fields make it a long day for the Browns defense? I don't know, but I'm more confident in that happening for Justin Fields than Joe Flacco doing what he did today. So we'll see what happens. But you want like a win total? Is that what you're asking for? Yeah, in the final four. All right, they finished with eight wins. Oh, wow. Okay, so that means they go three and one here in these last four. I there can see go. it happening. Though. I, I think minimum, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the draft order courtesy of Tankathon. The Bears, of course, looking really good for that number one pick after the uh, Patriots won the other night with a full two-game lead over New England and uh, the tiebreaker at this point. And uh, the other pick the Bears have, despite a couple wins here, they're still seventh. Now, if they keep winning, they will jump up probably out of the top 10. But I think you take that right now if you can also get the number one overall pick. Um, I think, John's a minimum of two wins should actually be expected. Like, you should beat the Cardinals. I think the Falcons at home should be a winnable game. I would suspect that as of right now, look ahead line-wise, the Bears are favored. Definitely favored against the Cardinals. Probably favored against the Falcons. Um, I don't know how at this point you could have them favored against the Packers, but that's a different story. Let me ask you this. We'll, I guess we'll turn into the Bill Simmons podcast for a second. Uh, will you guess the line for the Bron- for the Browns game next week? What is your guess on what the line is? I already know what it is. What do you think it is? Three and a half. Browns favored by three and a half? Yeah. Pretty close. Uh, two and a half. Only two, two and, and a half. half. Wow. Yeah. Like I thought it would yeah. come down to like a three, but that's less than the typical home field advantage spread. Okay. Yep. So that's a l- some respect. Changing minds in Vegas. Yep. Some respect there. Um, so th- there you go. And I and I think we'll see how that line moves. Um, it might have already moved from the time I checked it about an hour ago. Uh, and... You know, maybe the Bears are going to be favored here in a couple of games down the stretch. So, it look, it'd be certainly fun if they keep this run going and that Week 18 game against the Packers could 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 mean something. Um, let's also see what the Packers do tomorrow night. Didn't you have – We I know we always forget our picks from Thursday. I think you had the Giants covering, right? I did. Yeah, and then I said, Pack, I said Packers, and then I didn't want to change it. But now I've, the more and more I think about it, I think actually it's going to be closer. 
So, yeah, I, I just don't know how sustainable their success is. They're great offensive line. A lot of good things happening up there, but yeah, I'd still yeah. take Justin Fields over Jordan Love. Um, whoo, send that one up north. That'll go over well. I agree with you. There you go. There. All right, uh, Johnsy. Anything else from Soldier Field before we get out of here? No, no, no. It was uh, kind of unique to see the. How should I describe it? It's not so much the uh, the strobe lights, the, the the dance lights. Like I know I mentioned this off the top of the show, but it's not quite the the disco ball that Matt Nagy had for Club Dub. Are you saying Club Dub is back? I'm not saying Club. It's got to have a different name. That, that was Matt Nagy's name. We'll have to ask Matt Eberflus Club if he wants to call it. Fluce? Club Fluce? Club Fluce? Club Fluce? Did I merge I words know. there? I don't know what you did. <laughs> Let me ask you this quick question before we leave. Did they? Did they? Did it feel like a locker room in which they expected to win or that they were surprised that they won? Do you no, understand the it, question like, there? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm going to use the word I, I used at the top of the show. There was a sense of confidence. So, yes, I think they already knew that they could play with the Lions. I think everybody knew that. We saw that happen in Detroit. But now that confidence that they well, they expressed, there's reasons for it to grow, right? They just beat them handedly on their home field. The division leaders, one of the best teams in this conference, and the Bears look like... A significantly better team, at least today. Yeah. Well, and I think they look like a better team the first time around until the final four minutes. Well, that's a whole nother podcast is what's going on with the Lions. They've built a big enough lead in the division that they're probably okay, but they certainly don't look look like a team that's trending up. They don't look uh, for real. At this time. Maybe they don't. The they, look, they look like frauds. Well, and I think that that's eventually... Um, I can't imagine they move to like Hendon Hooker in the middle of the season, but I think that they do have some tough decisions to make there uh, in the offseason. Um, because as much as it's cool what Jared Goff's done, there's a reason why the the Rams moved on from him and ended up winning the Super Bowl without him. So Matthew uh, Stafford, former yeah. Lions quarterback. All right, Johnsy, good stuff. Um, I'll let you get home and, and rest up, and we'll be right back at it Tuesday with a with another episode. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Of course, you can read all Johns' coverage from Soldier Field on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns, where you go to get that. You can find me at allchgo.com. Of course, all our post-game coverage as well on CHGO. And um, we'll continue to have you covered uh, the rest of the week on CHGO as well. We're back tomorrow at noon for that. Uh, make sure you follow us at Hogan Johns as well. And holiday gifts, man. Right now is the time. Get those orders in, hoganjohns.com. Golf polos, man. Golf polos are always a good holiday gift, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And th- they're sharp, those things are, Yeah, they're I legitimately really awesome. Like the white one. Yeah. G- High-quality, dry fit. Um, of course, we got the winter hats as, as well. Plenty of hat selections. We went from, like, not having any hats to now we have, like, 20 different kinds you can pick from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, the white polo is a it's a sharp look. I like the uh not that winter hat, but keep scrolling, Kent, if you're watching on YouTube. The one on the left, right there. I think that one's sold out right now. We gotta get well, that back in I, stock. I think there's a reason why. That's a good look. Yeah. So we'll we'll work on that. We'll we'll get after 
Joe and the crew over there. Uh, they do a great job. It's all courtesy of obvious shirts, but you can order directly at hoganjohns.com as well. All right, we're out of here. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, soak up this victory, Bears fans. It, it's uh, it really they did not have a lot of wins like this. And uh, not only is it a good win, but it doesn't feel like a fluke at all. And and they're they're going in the right direction. So does it feel like a fluke one. or a fluce? No, hmm. I try. Feels fluke or fluce. That could be like a good segment. Fluce it's, or fluke? It's flucy, not fluky. You'll have to work on that one. I like that. Um, big week. Revenge game for Justin Fields in Cleveland. That was an ugly, ugly scene last time. <laughs> I think I was slightly hung over. I think I was slightly hung over at that game, too. There's going to be questions about that game this week, which should make for interesting conversation. Yeah. JD, Pat Finley, and I went to the White Sox Indians game the night before. They were still called the Indians at the time. That was like their last home game they were called that. Um, and it seemed like the noon game came early, even though it was at 1 p.m. in Cleveland. All right. Um, that's too much information. We're out of here. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. See you later. See ya. I don't know. What's up yours?